I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. It is the 17th of February. This is the COB, the stuff you need to know about the day in business markets reporting season. I'd throw that in there, Scotty. How are you? I'm great, thanks. How are you? I'm good. So, what stood out to you in all the conversations you had about reporting season today? Lots of numbers. Lots of numbers. Uh, it was one of the busiest days that uh, I've seen when it comes to the, the number of reportings that were coming out. And, uh, yeah, thick and fast and uh, some pretty uh, savage moves in both directions when it comes to the, uh, the share price reaction. IPH, uh, I've mentioned it before. Look, a lot of people wouldn't be overly familiar with the company. It saw revenue close to $200 million, up 6.5% on the year. And it was one of the big outperformers. I mean, the shares were up by 10% today. You spoke with the CEO what's going so well there? Uh, yeah, good question. Intellectual property, so probably not as scarred as uh, some other businesses from the pandemic. Uh, has a big push into uh, Asia as well, Southeast Asia, so lots of growth opportunities there, but also offers income. So, uh, you know, have your cake and eat it too, as it's described. And uh, yeah, maybe that was part of it, but uh, certainly uh, looks like there's a constant trend of growing you know, uh, dividend payments and the like. Maybe that was something, but uh, certainly a big performance. It had been a little bit weak coming into the results as well. Yeah, I know that I've spoken about that on the call before. So if you're listening and you're interested, if you go to the Ausbiz website, you can just type in the company's ticker code, which is IPH, and then all of the times that it's been discussed on the channel, uh, the Ausbiz live streaming service, um, it will give you a list of all of those videos that you can watch on demand. And I recall clearly talking about it, but I, I can't remember with who or exactly when, but maybe maybe about a month or two back. Another company, you know, there were so many companies reporting today that we really couldn't do justice to them all. I'll be honest, it's impossible. You try it. I mean, you can't keep up with all the reports. But Challenger did really well today. We didn't talk about it a lot, but apparently its annuity sales momentum will likely con- to continue. That's um, coming from S&P Global Ratings, saying that, uh, look, the improved underlying earnings really did benefit from strategic initiatives, expanded distribution channels, and so it's uh, looking pretty positive. Uh, now that this market is closed, up by 6%. But we've got to talk about Bunnings. We we were chatting with Fraser McLeod from Sean Partners about this one to end the day, Scotty. Off by 7.5%. Surprising because, you know, we, we sort of knew what was going to be impacting this business. Yeah. Uh, very backward looking, I'm going to say, the market reaction. Of course, you know, the, the, a lot of people, that's so a, a collective uh, you know, view of the result. But uh, certainly the factors that it was talking about in that first half I would be, dare say, not anywhere near as, uh, as savage in the other uh, second half of the year. So, uh, you know, you know, disruptions are like, we know that there's a lot of working days because uh, of various, you know, mandates being put in place. But uh, 7.5%, it's pretty chunky for a company of that size. Maybe uh, you got sniff out a few people for a bargain. Yeah, well, we will see. Fraser McLeod, you can listen to that interview. It'll be online. Um, 
he said he wouldn't be buying it today because he usually waits for a bit of a technical turnaround before buying. But I would dare say that some people would be looking at it and thinking, hmm, perhaps a bit of a bargain. Um, look, other than that, as far as the big themes went with the local market, uh, it's all really about reporting season. Um, yes, we did have some further headlines coming out of Russia in relation to Ukraine, maybe give the market a little bit of a wobble, um, but it did overall finish at 7,296 for the S&P um, ASX 200. So up by about two tenths of 1%. Um, let's get to the stock of the day before we touch upon jobs because it was Telstra. So Kashi spoke with Andy Penn, Telstra CEO, and um, let's hear what our guests had to say about whether Telstra is worthy of a buy, a hold, or a sell. Current financial year is definitely a year of inflection because I think as investors know, we've been going through this very significant period of transition to the NBN, and that has very significant financial consequences. And so as we get through the rest of this financial year, uh, we'll see our reported result and our underlying result come much closer together. Right. and in line with the aspirations that we've set ourselves for growth in the future. The dividend was expected, so we were quite happy with that. Certainly the numbers did look a little bit lower, a little bit skinnier. But look, Telstra is a good, stable, quality business in the portfolio. Yeah. So we're, yeah, we, we were happy with the result. And the thing that stood out to me was the uh, second consecutive half of underlying profit growth. So I think the market will forgive the slight miss that Adam was talking to. Uh, and hopefully look past to what the future holds that it seemingly is getting brighter and brighter for Telstra. And this would be a hold for us. Uh, I, I would still like to see the actual improvement in those results moving forward. So that was actually the, the voice that you heard first was Andy Penn, of course, Telstra CEO, followed up by our guests on the program. And so according to Chris Conway from Marcus Today and... Um, who else was there? Uh, Adam Dawes, Dawsey from Sean Partners. It is worthy of a hold. Um, and uh, you can listen to that whole episode of The Call via the show notes or just via the website as well. What else, Scotty? I mean, pretty much every conversation revolved around reporting season until we got to jobs. Mm. So, I mean, there's no two ways about it. It's a strong jobs market right now. Is there anything else buried in there that investors particularly should really pay attention to? No, not really. It's gonna. It's <laughs> it's it's a lot of noise, to be honest. The, it's it, fingerprints of Omicron impact all over. We know that uh, so many people forced by mandates to go and isolate. Uh, a lot of people got sick with Omicron, of course, as well. Uh, and that was all reflected in today's numbers. They looked like they're starting to go less and less. What we can see anecdotally on the ground here in Sydney and hopefully in other parts of the country as well. Uh, one thing that stood out to me is that uh, despite expectation, we might see a really steep decline in both uh, you know, hours worked and employment. Employment rose, albeit driven by part-time and uh, also uh, hours worked. While they were down fractionally year on year, uh, it's still nothing to go and get too concerned about. The participation as well held very sticky at uh, 66.2%, right near those record highs. So you put that together, uh, economic conditions start to go and get that reopening trade again. I dare say we'll be talking about an unemployment rate with a three-handle uh, in the next couple of months or so. Which then brings the RBA into focus, but let's not go down that route right now. Uh, look, there's not a lot of data coming out of Europe tonight. There are initial jobless claims in the United States, again, set to remain at a very low level. Um, we've got housing starts as well, expected to be pretty high in January uh, because the housing market just continues to go strong there. And the Philly Fed Index giving us a bit of a read on business activity. 
Also, Scuddy, FOMC's Bullard speaking on the economic and policy outlook. No doubt we will have headlines to discuss tomorrow. Oh, God, probably banging on about 50 basis point hikes again. Well, he has form in that regard. Yeah, oh, we'll see. We'll see how the Fed goes and reacts. But uh, certainly he's only one voice and he's a very hawkish one at that. He is a voter, but so you got to pay attention. But uh, I think it's made it pretty clear that uh, he's feeling pretty uh, pretty punchy when it comes to Ray Hawks. Yeah, and we've got plenty of other Fed speakers on the way. Um, look, tomorrow we have uh, Magellan reporting, which will be an interesting one. My state, a QBE, a little bit quieter tomorrow than it was today. Is that a good thing, Scotty? I think so. To be honest, uh, some of the comments today, you know, some of our guests have made it as well. Uh, we condense so much into such a short period of time here with our reporting season. It would actually be maybe a little bit advantageous to go and lengthen it out by another week or so. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be opposed to that. Yes, it creates you know, a lot of uh, news headlines and a lot of reports. But at the same time, when you look at today, you're, you're exactly right. Trying to go and digest oh. all those numbers, it's just impossible. And um, now if you want to go and particularly if you want to stand out as a, as a company and you've got a good news story to go and tell, yeah. So yeah. there's quite a days or uh, no, more than welcome. There's an idea because we haven't talked about Woodside. You know, we haven't talked about Newcrest. We South haven't 32. talked about South 32, yeah. which, you know, you were pretty keen to speak with Graham Kerr today. Yeah. A uh, pretty strong outlook there. Yeah, I know. We uh, well flagged to the, uh, to the market that it's uh, pivoting towards that low carbon intensity future and uh, certainly uh, getting a lot of help as well from uh, you know, uh, very tight supplies of base metals around the world. Uh, sounded pretty uh, optimistic about aluminium. Uh, and a lot of people have been flagging that as a potential. It was really unloved for a long period of time, mm-hmm. but when you think about the practical uh, you know, uses for it when it comes to lightweight and, uh, and strength, you can see why people are starting to warm to it at the moment, and particularly if you can go and make it more environmentally friendly because the uh, old ways of doing it were uh, probably the worst out of any carbon intensity you could go and find. Yeah, so that interview is up online. Scotty chatting with Graham Kerr, the South 32 CEO. Share price in that company ended up by 1.3%. There's uh, Whitehaven Coal, hasn't even crossed my lips today, Crown. Um, you know, it, it's pretty, pretty incredible, all the companies that have reported. Domain Group was down by 7%, even though it's looking for more listings coming through. So there you go. The brokers will be out in full force tomorrow making, earning their dollars and we'll bring you through it all when it happens. So I've talked enough today. How about you? I have too. I'm a wallowing mess here. I'm so tired. So I need to get about 12 hours of sleep. I unfortunately don't think I'll get it. All right. Well, we'll see you. Do it all again tomorrow, Scotty. Right, see you.